Hello and welcome back to Mike Meets London Tastemakers. In this episode, I chat to Eduardo, co-founder of fresh pasta restaurant La Nonna and Spanish-inspired street food business Edu. We chat about the various highs and lows of the restaurant biz, including the pros and cons of bricks and mortar, the origins of his different concepts, and the wholesale croquetta business that's probably never meant to be. I caught up with Eduardo over the phone, so apologies for some moments of poor audio quality. Let's hear what he has to say. So I'm here speaking remotely with Eduardo to talk about all things La Nonna. Do you want to kick us off by saying hello, what you do? Tell us a little bit about what La Nonna is. What's the elevator pitch? Absolutely. So uh, my name is Eduardo Wansborough, one of the owners of La Nonna uh, and another Spanish uh, street food inspired concept called Edu. So La Nonna is pretty much a fresh pasta concept um, and it's all about the humble sort of honest uh, and uncomplicated cooking of an Italian grandmother, um, you know, where we try and sort of make a lot of specials with a kind of seasonality and, and use the sort of freshest uh, ingredients possible. Beautiful. And you've just opened up your first sort of quote-unquote proper restaurant in Brixton, is that right? Exactly, exactly. We, um, yeah, we opened um, the first Lanona Bricks and Mortar restaurant at the end of September, we started the concept in 2018 as a as a street food concept in Flatiron Square. Um, we grew to two street food sites. Then we decided during the pandemic to close one of them. We knew we were opening at Brixton, so we sort of, you know, kind of put all our eggs in in that kind of basket. And we've actually just recently closed the one in Flatiron Square to just concentrate on on the sort of the restaurant concept where we want to do a yeah a fresh pasta concept rollout basically so yeah in terms of the history of mm. la nonna it was i mean it's sort of concept came about in relation to danny's grandmother my my business partner daniele pino mm. who is from uh, from rome he's always been very close to his grandmother especially when when in the kitchen and she, she kind of showed him, you know, how to make fresh pasta, and you know, to do all the all the sort of recipes. A lot of the recipes that we kind of use at the restaurant come from her, and you know, generations before that. So that's why why we called it uh, La Nonna. Mm, makes sense. Makes sense. So how how did you two uh, originally meet, and how how did it kind of come into being? I suppose as an idea. So we actually, well, me, myself and Danny actually met in Spain about 15 years ago. He was working as a chef in restaurants in the south of Spain. I'm Spanish, by the way. So he, yeah, we sort of met there and, and kind of lost track. I came to London and, and he obviously then came to London as well. Um, I was uh, working as a banker <laughs> for five years in Canary Wharf. I absolutely hated it by the end of it. So I've always had, you know, passion for food and, and you know, being Spanish, we I had this sort of idea to do a kind of Spanish-inspired street food concept. Mm. Uh, and that's how Edu came about. Uh, obviously, I needed a chef. I'm not a chef. I know I'm not a chef. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I got in touch with Danny. And he, after, after a few meetings, uh, he was working as a junior sous chef in Chilton Firehouse at the time, and and he decided to sort of come on board with with the project. Hmm. So we opened Edu uh, in Flatiron Square in 2016. That was our first site, 
where where we were doing you know Spanish uh, inspired burgers with with kind of like tapas. And then in 2018, one of the units in Flatiron Square became available, and we thought you know we've always sort of spoken about fresh pasta and how you know it's becoming something you know of a, of a bit of a trend in London. Mm. Um, so in 2018, we took over that vacant unit and launched uh, La Nona. Um, So that was our first site in in Flatiron Square. Amazing. So how was the experience of opening up a sort of bricks and mortar restaurant, I suppose, been compared to like your more street foodie experiences so far? Is it what you've been expecting or? It's another kettle of fish, much more stressful. I mean, you know, you've got so many more elements. You've got all the front of the house, you know, all the all the tables, all the cocktails, all the wine lists. And mm. Yeah, I mean, the, the curation and organization of everything is, is, is just another level from, from street food. You know, and this, what I said, all the elements, you know, you're, now you're in control of the music, the lighting, the ambience, you know, everything like that, where in the past, in street food markets, you wouldn't really have to worry about that. That's mm. something that the landlord does. So you would just literally turn up with your equipment, do a bit of decoration. Mostly the menu has to be on point, you know, get your equipment in there and you're, you're off. With uh, Brixton, we were playing the restaurant since, you know, April. Right. Uh, right. We, opened, we opened in September. You know, a lot of delays as well. You know, the, the kind of the uncertainty of the pandemic as well made it even more stressful. The staff situation, which actually made us delay the opening. Mm. Uh, by a month because we just couldn't find people to work in in yeah. the kitchen so you know it's it's definitely been been a journey and and you know much more stressful than any mm. of our of our street food uh, openings 100 percent. but you love it right that's that's what it's all we love it <laughs> absolutely absolutely we love it now we're open and you know what it's it's just it's great to have our own space. Um, mm. I think with, with, you know, with street food, you're always uh, a little bit in the hands. Well, you are in the hands of, of the landlord. Mm, of um, we kind of feel a bit like sort of pawns, you know, getting moved around or do this, do that. So it's just great to have our own, you know, our own place where, you know, where people sort of come in. And, and also, you know, Danny now is able to kind of get really creative. Because, you know, with street food, it's great, but you're, you're kind of restricted mm. in terms of the menu, you know, what you can do, how many dishes you can do, what prices you can give right. the dishes, you know. And, and so we've always had that kind of restriction element where mm. in the restaurant, you know, Danny's just getting his creative juices flowing like he's never before, which, <laughs> right, is, right. which is great. So he's, you know, he's happy in that sense. What's that sort of recipe development process like? I mean, obviously, with Lenonna, like you mentioned, you got quite a few of the recipes from Danny's grandmother. Yeah. How, how do you kind of, I guess, like iterate on that as, as you go and as you grow? Well, I mean, we, we've always been quite sort of Roman. So, you know, you can see a lot of the, a lot of the dishes on, on the menu are from Rome. But it's just ideas, really. Just ideas, we sort of, you know, we sit down once a week and, and just kind of throw things at each other, things that we've also seen somewhere else and how can we do that, how can we do this? Hmm. Um, you know, that that's that's the sort of more fun part of, of the whole process. <laughs> um, like, for example, we've got a white ragu 
at the moment as a special with a, with a gremolata sauce, which at the mm. moment is, is literally my favorite dish. And that sort of came about wanting to do something a little bit more different than the traditional ragu. You mm. know, this, this one's, we don't use tomato, it's cooked in milk, things like that, where, where we sort of try and do things a little bit differently. Right, very cool indeed. And I mean, how are you sort of finding the reception in Brixton, I suppose? It's not necessarily an area that people would associate with sort of a fresh pasta concept. That's right. And that's why we did it. Um, Danny's lived in Brixton for, I think, seven, eight years now. And, um, and Brixton has changed. You know, it's, it's, it's actually booming. It's, uh, yeah, there's a lot, lot going on. There's a great vibe. And, and you know, like you said, there, there's just no fresh pasta concepts uh, around there. So we thought there would be the, the, the best sort of area to do that. And, and Brixton Market is a great place as well to kind of launch your first bricks and mortar mm. you know there's a, there's been a lot of concepts that have come from brixton market such as honest burger mm. franco manca you know black bear as well they've done their first bricks and mortar there it's um i don't i don't want to say like the, the standards are low because that that's not what i sort of mean by it but it's it's a sort of like i don't know maybe people are a bit more patient mm with you than opening a re- your first restaurant in, in let's say Mayfair for example right? Right. It's, it's, it's got a it's got a, a looser type vibe I think Brixton Market mm-hmm. nice nice and what would you say makes La Nonna stand out from other pasta places in town we like to think that you know the traditional element is still there um, mm. in terms of the, the kind of Italian kind of recipes and the way of, of making the dishes for the customers like I see a lot of fresh pasta restaurants in London use a lot of butter. Mm, right. <laughs> like you, if you use butter in Italy, they'll throw it at your face. You know? <laughs> For example, Padella as well. You know, their their cacio pepe only uses parmesan, where the cacio pepe recipe is with pecorino cheese. Mm, mm. So it's you know, th- these these are amazing concepts and amazing businesses as well. You know, we don't really want to you know uh, criticize them in any way. But yeah. Yeah, no, no, that's uh, really interesting to hear. I mean, yeah, do you find yourself going out and doing much like research at other, other past places? Sort of? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we try and sample them all, definitely. I mean, yeah. obviously, with, without like pointing uh, people away from yourselves, like, <laughs> do, do you have a sort of top pick? I, I would say um, Padella, to be honest. Right. I really like their pasta. But anyway, we just got to keep fighting to, to get on that, the best fresh pasta in London. <laughs> On the pasta map, yeah, amazing. Exactly, exactly. So uh, I guess you mentioned Edu as well uh, as your sort of Spanish-inspired concept. Do you want to yeah. sort of, yeah, d- say a bit more about kind of what you do there, I suppose, and also what's the experience of sort of juggling the two different concepts and like across multiple sites as well? Yeah, so Edu is, is a sort of uh, Spanish-inspired uh, street food concept. I say, I say kind of Spanish because we've actually got two sites uh, one in Plata with burgers, and then we've got a site in Box Park, Shoreditch, where we do more of a like Spanish Mexican fusion, you know, tacos, quesadillas, burritos. And I think you know the the two different concepts are a reflection of 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 Danny's ideas. You know, as a as a chef, he just can't you know can't sit still. He's always wanting to sort of create and hmm. and. Uh, 
so yeah, the, these these sort of two concepts, which in hindsight it has been quite stressful, <laughs> having having two two completely different styles of cuisine, but we've loved it. You know, we've loved it, and and it's kept us very active, and we've had a lot of fun with it. Oh, amazing! I mean, you mentioned sort of some of the struggles or and the uncertainty of the the pandemic era, like you mentioned before. I mean, how have you sort of found navigating that over the last couple of years like what's been sort of the biggest challenges I suppose and any opportunities that have come out of that yeah so I mean I'd say it's been the most kind of stressful two years of my life I'd say Mm. um you know the beginning where you you know I think no one really knew the magnitude of what was going on you know the government was saying oh yeah two or three weeks Mm. so and and to suddenly you know go into into full-on lockdown for you know how many months you know four or five months was was really tricky really tricky in terms of you know how are we gonna what well, how are we gonna survive and and being in the hands of again landlords of street food markets you're completely you know if they want to close then you have to close mm. so that's that's what happened in Flatiron square you know the landlord wanted to close so we we literally had to you know close from one day to the other shortage they closed at the beginning and then for the second lockdown they they actually allowed us to do delivery but again you know we just had to to do what they what they wanted which was difficult mm. um so for la nona because all of our sites were closed both flat iron and shortage at the time we managed to find a kitchen in bethnal green just near our shortage site Hmm. where we did Deliveroo, Uber Eats, you know, we, we just sort of kept the brand alive right. um, and we're doing that. And then we launched our DIY kit business, which you would you could say is an opportunity that, that hmm. came about the pandemic, which allowed us, you know, to really kind of build our following in terms of Instagram, hmm. you know, send, sending our products out to all around the country. So again, brand recognition, was amazing and you know really hard work to be honest because you're you're basically launching a completely new business in the space of like mm. a month so it was a great experience though really really good experience and you know we've got we've got that side i think in brixton when when we when we're sort of up and running and, and feel confident with with the whole operation and manage to get full kind of kitchen team we want to relaunch uh, the pasta kits Right. by mail and also pick up so we we want to do like a like a deli hmm. uh, side to the restaurant where we're going to sell all of our fresh pasta all of our sauces you know burratas cheeses cured meats anything that you can't that you kind of struggle to find in kind of mainstream supermarkets we want to give the the opportunity for for the customer to come and buy some oh amazing so yeah, so you could say that's the sort of like, you know, modern post-pandemic hmm. restaurant, you know, because because these you know these kits is is an amazing is an amazing business. I mean, you know, there there are companies online which are doing just kits, you know, curating kits from all the restaurants, and, and it's going really well. So it's it's something that that you can't really ignore. Hmm. Glad to hear it's going well. Yeah. So it sounds like it's uh, here to stay for the foreseeable then. Exactly, exactly. Oh, fantastic. And so obviously you've got big plans that you're still sort of working through on the Brixton site, but do you have 
kind of more plans in the works for the future for for either brand or for something new so yeah definitely so i think edu we um we're, we're gonna keep that street food if any you know good opportunities come come our future we'll definitely have a look and, and see if we can open some more street food sites probably the mexican concept because i think i i don't know we we find that it's it's a bit more popular with everyone and then la nona is where you know that i think that's going to be the real kind of focus for us because we want to do you know rollout fresh right. past the restaurant kind of neighborhood neighborhood restaurant rollout oh fantastic do you have any yeah. uh areas in mind for that rollout so i think the next um the next site we want to do around portobello notting hill oh, okay yeah, yeah, we've got we've got a sort of eyes set on that area. <laughs> I mean, you know, if all things go well in Brixton, we could be hopefully looking at a new site in you know next sort of next September, October. Oh, amazing! Yeah, and, uh, n- not planning any uh, third concepts in the pipeline just to keep yourselves even busier. Or... <laughs> no, no, no way, no way. I think <laughs> two concepts is enough. That sounds sensible. Although, although we did have an idea to kind of go into more of a wholesale, into a wholesale business with Spanish croquetas. Oh, okay, you know, right. You, you, yeah, but that's kind of parked until until we have some some capacity. You don't want to, mm. you know, stop doing too many things because then you, you just don't really do the things that you're doing very well. <laughs> makes sense, makes sense. But I'll keep my yeah. eye out for those in the future. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I've got a few kind of more quick fire, maybe questions for you at the end. I mean, one of them was going to be like, what's the, your, your favorite dish from everything you do? I mean, you mentioned the white ragu earlier, but maybe. Yeah. I, yeah. I think for Lanona, it has to be the white ragu at the moment. I just think, I, I don't know. It's just such a comforting and, and kind of different dish to, to what I've kind of been used to. Cause I've always, you know, I've always kind of associated ragus with, with tomato sauce. So mm. it's just, it actually probably comes from the fact that I suffer quite badly from acid reflux and tomato oh, okay. is, is is really bad for for my acid. So I think the white ragu is definitely like much softer on, on my stomach. Um, <laughs> well, that's so a good selling point, like a, yeah. Exactly. For Edu, I, I love our um, chorizo and manchego loaded fries. Mm. I think it's just the sort of go-to dish if you're... You know, having a having a beer, I don't know, it's just the combination is just amazing. Potatoes, chorizo, cheese. Uh, I love it. I love it. Yeah, I'm right there with you on that one. A great creation. <laughs> yeah. And then sort of leaving your bits behind when you manage to sort of get out on the town with your, find yourself a bit of free time maybe. Uh, so what yeah. would be uh, your sort of favorite restaurants or spots to, to visit to eat? So I think in the in the last few months I've got two which which have really caught my my kind of attention. Mm. Gold in Notting Hill. I don't know if you've been. I've not um, been, but no, I've I've heard good things. It's a great restaurant. It's a great restaurant, and they do some um, some meatballs. They do a meatball dish, which uh, honestly, after La Nonna's, obviously, are the best <laughs> meatballs around. <laughs> and then I went. I also went to Cole. Which is a kind of Mexican fusion restaurant, K O L. Oh yes, yes. No, I, I did. Yeah. Know, yeah. And it's a it's an ex it's an ex Noma chef who's sort of gone on his own, and we had a very very good meal there. 
and the the dish that I love was with the octopus tacos. He sort of mm. he basically serves you full octopus with like all the tentacles, and then you have to cut the octopus with your own kind of scissors, and oh, then right, kind wow. of like assemble your your tacos top notch. Well, yeah, that's a, a bold presentation, maybe for uh, yeah, <laughs> for yeah. London at least. <laughs> Absolutely, Absolutely. Oh, amazing! So then, my yeah. sort of final, sort of big question that's maybe a bit trickier to answer is: yeah. What do you think is going to be the next sort of big trend that we're going to see on the London food scene? So I was I was sort of thinking about this, and I just think that the kind of the vegan movement is mm. is really is something that that you just can't ignore. It's I think vegan restaurants, uh, you know, sustainable sustainability that that concept. Is, is what the future is about. Mm. Um, you know, people are eating much less meat. And yeah, I, I think, you know, vegan, vegan restaurants, plant-based restaurants are the future. I, I really like simplicity. I don't know if you've ever come across them. Simplicity, it's, uh, it's a, a, a company that supplies vegan type burgers with like fermented vegetables and, oh, okay. and they're doing, you know, amazingly well. It's, it's the ex-owner of Temper. So yeah, the the whole I think the whole plant-based movement. I'm not sure what in terms of vegan dishes mm. is the next the next big thing, but yeah, definitely that that kind of area. Are you uh, making any sort of explicit moves in that direction with your own brands, or are you kind of like keeping those to sort of the core? No, definitely, definitely. Edu, we are, we are. Yeah, the Flatiron Square. We've we've just increased our vegan offering we do like a vegan fried chicken burger mm. like a vegan a vegan beef burger we do vegan chicken nuggets as well oh, very nice. we're just about to launch uh some vegan uh, loaded fries as well with with vegan mint so yeah definitely and then in edu shoreditch we've got a plant-based like chicken burrito we've got uh, butternut squash tacos and yeah definitely definitely going mm. towards plant-based menus we will definitely we will always offer meat but i mm. think we're really kind of expand our our plant-based offering for la nona we've kind of told ourselves that we don't really want to use any genetically modified vegan meats mm. but we will always have you know vegetable based sources and, and things like that so if we are giving the vegan option oh fantastic future-proofing yourselves then and so, yeah sounds good yeah absolutely absolutely <laughs> i think if you you got to move with the times i mean like i said you know people are always going to eat meat mm. or not i mean i don't know I, <laughs> no one knows what the future holds but definitely you know consumption is, is dropping mm, for sure quite rapidly i think oh fantastic well i think that's all i wanted to grill you about today yeah um but i, I really appreciate you uh taking the time to chat to me and very much looking forward to yeah popping down and visiting you in uh, Brixton sometime soon. Absolutely, we've got to get you guys down, hundred percent. Yeah, perfect. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, thanks for joining me. Uh, yeah, I'll catch you soon. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks. So there you have it, folks. Thanks so much once again to Eduardo for taking the time to chat to me. You can find Lenonda in their shiny new spot in Brixton Village, or check out Edu in Flatiron Square or Box Park Shoreditch. You can find me on Instagram at Mike Eats London or follow the pod at Mike Meets London. As always, if you enjoyed the episode, please do subscribe to the show wherever you listen, and I would love to hear from you as well. See you next time.